1: Hey, this is Liz. This is Heather. This week, we have a spoiler-filled episode talking about Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker, and everything that comes along with it. All right, hit that music. All right, so it's time for us to sit down. I'm so excited about this episode because we are getting back together to talk about
0: Star Wars. You know, this is likely the, like, last time. Shut up. For a a new (laughs) Star Wars movie.
1: I don't think it'll be the last time there's a new Star Wars movie. I think it'll be the last time that Star Wars is focused around the Skywalker story. So no more, uh, you know, no more Anakin, no more luke no more leia that kind of thing and you guys there are absolutely going to be spoilers in this episode we could do a spoiler free thing but why would we bother so spoilers if you yeah. haven't seen it pause this go watch rise of skywalker and come back to us because we have yeah. so much to say
0: can i say though i am over the
1: skywalker line <laughs> i'm oh i'm over their story yeah i i I am and I'm not. I mean, I guess, you know, I've grown up with this my entire life. And I mean, obviously, there were a lot of years between the first trilogy and then the crappy prequel trilogy that you're like, oh, well, we're never going to really have Star Wars again, because all they had were books and maybe some uh like comic books, that kind of thing. But there was there really wasn't any talk or hope or, you know, this coming. It was like, oh, well, maybe there'll be a prequel. Who knows? But, you know, it was it was. 20 years or whatever before they made that and you know and now they're saying oh this will be the last of this but i I think there there was a lot in this movie that opens itself up for other stories to be told
0: yes i think that it did open itself to for other stories to be told i'd say that the biggest flaw of it was it resolved too many of its stories
1: it resolved a lot of stories but i i feel like mostly what it wrapped up was what was started with the original trilogy so anybody that was kind of affiliated with that kind of got their closure but you know we had all new characters that started in the force awakens and you know we've gotten more characters every movie since and so i think there's a lot of room to play with that going forward but we'll see we don't know or there can be other things like obviously disney plus has started doing the mandalorian which is a sequel prequel Prequel sequel? I don't know. I mean, I don't
0: mind the Star
1: Wars universe being expanded, mm-hmm.
0: but I'm a little over the Skywalkers.
1: Yeah, and I I'm with you on that. Like they've kind of taken that horse as far as they could, and uh, I'm okay with that. Like I I was good with resolutions, you know, that happened here, and I don't think they need to try to bring that back, which would be really difficult you know, as as how things ended, I I think it would end up being a lot of uh, force ghosts hanging out and playing poker. I don't I don't really know playing sabacc. Well, let's let's get into it and talk like you and I have both had a couple of days since we watched this to digest before we sat down to record. I really needed that after watching it because there's a lot going on in this movie. Yeah, a lot. Yep. There's a lot to unpack. (laughs) There's a lot of shit happening. And it was almost a three hour movie. It was a good long movie. Uh, which it kind of had to be, there's really no way you can wrap this up in a nice little two hour bow.
0: I know. And I felt like there was still a lot that were that was edited down. You know, obviously, all of the scenes with Leia were extra from Episode 8, and that were
1: cut down. So there was probably
0: a whole bunch that was planned in Episode 9 that we didn't get a chance to see.
1: Well, there was a ton planned for Episode 9. Because if you kind of look at the way they did the stories, Episode 7 was Han's story. Episode 8 was Luke's story. And 9 was slated to be Leia's story. But unfortunately, Leia died, or Carrie Fisher died. I mean, they're the same person. You can't, you can't have one without the other. Carrie Fisher passed away. It was like 2016, like right after, just barely. Like right after, just like right after the uh, the Last Jedi came out. Yeah, it was like two weeks after. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was really hard. I mean that that hit me so hard. Like celebrity deaths, sometimes they hit you harder than others. And that one for me was really, really tragic, and and just hurt for a long time. It still hurts, you know. Yeah. But so. Let's let's talk about the Leia-ness of this movie first, just because, again, mm-hmm. we know that everything, you know, of her was shot in another f- film or, you know, whatever it was. They were not doing full CGI like they did on her at the end of Rogue One or like they did for General Tarkin or Governor Tarkin on um, Rogue One as well, which, by the way, that was very well done. Total CGI because that... That was insane. But yeah. I like that they didn't do that. And
0: and I think that her family uh, had said that they didn't want to release her likeness um, if they were going to do that with her. And especially I think it would have been too soon yeah. uh, to do something like that. Now, I don't mind the de-aging effects that they do. But just completely
1: having a whole new, yeah.
0: I am a CGI person you, they, with that dead eyes, yeah. you know, that you, you kind of
1: lose. I'm, I'm glad they didn't do that. I think it was really impressive how much Leia time they were able to get out of what they had from before. And whether they had to pull it, you know, and put it on a green screen to get a new background. I'm not, you know, I don't know all the technicalities of everything that they did for that. But I thought it was really good. Like, it didn't feel out of place. Like, why no. is she still in a cave from an island that they – or, you know, a, a place they escaped to in the last movie? Like, it didn't feel like that at all. It felt very organic. And it was really hard. Yeah. Like, I don't I, – you know, I was telling – I was probably telling you, but I was also telling Paula. I was like, you know, in all my years, I don't – I really can't remember another time when a Star Wars property, other than maybe one of the books, actually made me cry. And this one, I think I cried within the first like 10 minutes of this film. Yeah. I don't 100% remember why now, but it, it definitely hit me. It may have just been Leia, but it, it really just hit me hard. So,
0: Yeah. I mean, you kind of walk in with a big emotional load because you're like thinking about all of the previous movies and all of your previous like loved for them. Mm-hmm. And say what you will about 1, 2, and 3, the idea of them and their concepts kind of pushed through all of the other shows. Uh, one thing that I do wish, and and I overheard somebody that kind of hit a nail on the head with that is that the problem with the prequels was they had too many Jedi. And I cannot remember for the life of me who said that, but I completely agree that it would be better if the Jedi were like, um like the men in black. You didn't really
1: know they were there, but they were doing stuff,
0: yeah, I you know, think that's how I would like it better.
1: I think, you know, back in the time of the the Republic, you know, before, before the Empire takes over. they I mean, obviously, they needed visibility of Jedi because that was their law enforcement, basically. I mean, they had...
0: Well, yeah, they should have, like, had the Texas Rangers and then this, like, (laughs) other offshoot that you didn't know about but you heard about. Right. Like, you know, you weren't sure. (laughs) The X-Files type, you know.
1: I think that would be the Texas Rangers if you think about it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So something like that. Or, you know, maybe the elite team of the law enforcement. Not necessarily all the law enforcement has to be this elite team. Right. That's what I'm trying to say. It's like it loses its specialness when everybody's a goddamn Jedi.
1: Yeah, there are a lot of Jedis. But also, again, they were really focused on that sort of storytelling, Jedi Council. And, you know, I, yeah. I mean, I think they did a, a good job with that for what it was. I think the books have done a little bit better of showing how they weren't quite so snowy, white, and pure as everyone likes to make them out. Um, hashtag assassinate Dooku. <laughs> yeah and then poe we found out did some bad shit in this movie I, I really like that aspect of it that it's not just hey i'm just a good guy and i'm always a good guy. it's like no no when you're and and that when you think back to like rogue one Cassian andor his character very similar mm-hmm. right it's like listen i've done a ton of bad shit in the name of this rebellion i don't feel good about it but i know it's what needed to happen in order for us to move on and i think that shade of gray is is something that's so important because we as everyday folk and not a Jedi and not a Sith where you're not purely good or purely evil, that really shadows in there is how, how are we doing this? Are we doing it with the best of intent, but sometimes the worst of outcomes, you know, what are we doing? So, yeah. So Mando, the Mandalorian also had a very dark past as we assume, Ah. as we assume he's a bounty hunter and they, you know, they're not allowed to ask questions about where their bounty comes from. It's a small child that they're going to kill. I don't know what it is. So,
0: so we we know that Pedro Pascal is 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 hot because uh, we've seen him, mm-hmm. but we haven't seen him in The Mandalorian. Still hot
1: somehow. Oh yeah, yeah, it is, and it's it's hotter than like Boba Fett. I never thought Boba Fett was hot, but for some reason, no, yeah, he is, and it probably is the uh, not just the the mask and the whole outfit thing, but like you were saying, kind of more of the mystery behind it makes it a little hotter. But also, he just has a. He's got the swag, right? He's got a little bit of that swag going on. And Boba Fett just kind of walked around like a dope. I don't know. I still think Boba Fett is one of the most overrated uh, people in the Star Wars galaxy. And y'all can fight me on that. (laughs) guys. Yeah, I I think it's just because his outfit is cool. Eh. Because he's only in there for five minutes. Well, that's the thing. If you're a character that's only around for five minutes, how do you become one of the most... Loved characters in this series. It makes no sense to me. But everybody has their own thing. That's fine. But yeah, back to... All right, back back to Leia. Back to Leia. I just... I loved her interactions with Ray, her interactions with Poe, and just her being there. One thing I thought was weird was, you know, her daughter... Carrie Fisher's daughter, Billy Lord, has been in the last three. She's been in the last three movies. She's uh, Lieutenant Connix. She's the one with the dumb little Leia buns on her head. And she had, kind of, she didn't really have a big part in the first one. She had a much bigger role in the second one. And then there was a book that came out after, and she was kind of in that. And then in this movie, nothing. She was a messenger once. Yeah, she like right? ran across the field screaming something. It's like the end. We're done. So
0: yeah, that's too bad. Um. So yeah, she and she never related to Leia at all in this entire. In this entire episode,
1: yeah, she wouldn't have really interacted with her as much because she really didn't in the last movie. So I guess they didn't have any footage of that, or couldn't have couldn't figure out how to make it work. But I was listening to it; it was Mark Hamill doing kind of a tribute to Leia that he did at one of these conferences a couple of years ago, probably right after she died at Celebration. And he said that you know they were like going in for a meeting, and they thought, oh, we're just going to get cameos and. And they said, no, we want you all back. And Carrie's like, I'm in. She's like, and do you have a role for Billy? Like, it was just (laughs) very right up front. So maybe with her, you know, gone, nobody was pushing on the Billy aspect too hard. I don't know. Maybe.
0: Maybe. Um, I did like that we got to see Leia being more generally, mm-hmm. because she was really out of the decision-making process for such a long time in the last episode. Yep. And so we saw her, you know, obviously training. She's playing Yoda, right? Basically teaching uh, uh, Ray the training. And I'm glad that we got to see that, even if it would have been completely cut, I bet, yep. if... Leia, we're still around.
1: Yeah, I thought that was really good. Like, you don't fully get the the feel that that's what's happening. I mean, they kind of, she does her little running, jumping, skipping through the jungle thing. And she like, okay, I'm going to go run the training course. But you don't fully get it until Ray calls her master, which I thought was kind of great. And then, you know, at the very end, we get that scene of Luke training Leia with the CGI youngness of it all. And that was... I thought that was pretty brilliant. That was great. All
0: right. Well, with well, that being said, um, I thought that they tastefully represented her death here. Mm-hmm. I thought they were going to just do a jump forward and talk about her in the past. I did, too. Um, so the fact that they did that, I, th- I think, was fairly skillful considering what you had. Yeah. So I'm I'm very happy with it. And I like that at the end, um, you know, it seemed like her sacrifices were
1: worth it. Mm-hmm. I think so. And I think her tie to Ben was lovely. The way they did that was really, really nice. And I'm sure we'll get into that a little bit further. I don't want to jump straight into the Kylo bin of it all just just yet. Yeah, that's that's a lot to unpack as well. Yes. (laughs) Well, the next next one that I saw that I I actually thought would get a bigger part in this was Lando. So we see Lando come back kind of randomly, and then he's gone. He's like, "Ah, I'm done. I'm not running around anymore. And then he comes back at the end, but it's still very... It's just very cameo and snippity.
0: Yeah, and I I don't mind that because I I think with his kind of his advanced age, he doesn't have the energy for long roles. Right. Um, well, he's like eighty something
1: years old, so
0: yeah. And so I really want him to still have the same youthful exuberance he had, and I think that you'd be able to tell that he doesn't have it anymore mm-hmm. if he had big long, you know, soliloquies and things like that. So I really liked the the snippets I had of him. It was kind of fun. I liked to see him uh, drive the Millennium Falcon again. That mm-hmm. was cute. There was a, I it was just cute. I liked that he was still part of the Resistance, and I liked I liked his cameo in it, and I'm glad we got to see it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, me too. Definitely, I definitely had some sadness uh, watching Chewbacca, but knowing it's no longer Peter Mayhew, which it hasn't been for the last two movies. But since he is, you know, now gone, that is, yeah. that was another one that was a little, little sad. So,
0: yeah. And I know that Peter Mayhew wasn't too fond of his uh, portrait, the portrayal <laughs> of Chewbacca.
1: Yes. in Solo. And I think
0: it was just because at that time Chewbacca was really young and kind of wild and was, you know, held under duress and things like that. So I think that how you would act in those circumstances are different than how, you know, an aged professional would act right that has had um some stability <laughs> under his belt. So I think that um I think that this Chewbacca was more in line with the Peter Mayhew Chewbacca. Yeah. As opposed to the solo Chewbacca, but I loved them both. So
1: Yeah. I I'd never have a problem with Chewbacca in anything except like a holiday special. Uh but but in general <laughs> And then I guess again, after getting to ask him a question at Comic Palooza last year, 2018, before he passed, obviously before he passed away, um, that would be weird to ask questions <laughs> to somebody who's already dead. <laughs> that would be incredibly weird, awkward, but, but just getting to do that, it was, it was more of a, an intimate kind of thing. Cause it was, you were there. It was a very small mm-hmm. setting. Like there were only like 15, 20 people in this. Big old ballroom Huge. that they had. Yeah,
0: it was the first one in the morning. And uh, the first one in the morning, not a lot of people show up because they're either getting their tickets
1: or they're hungover.
0: <laughs> I, I didn't feel that he got the billing that he needed to get. I yeah. don't want crap on
1: that. But uh, it, was, it was very special. It felt very special. I've got a picture somebody took of me talking to him, which was amazing. Our friend Brandon was actually the one up there moderating the panel. But anyway, yeah, so I, I really enjoyed Chewy's storyline through this. And I swear my heart almost exploded when his shuttle exploded. (laughs) I was like, (laughs) I was like, he has to get out of that. He has to get out of that. No, they can't kill Chewie in the middle of the movie. That'd be terrible.
0: Oh, I know. Pretty upset when it happened. And I, and Ray's face when it happened Mm -hmm. and her her emotion, like honestly, up until that point in the movie, she would, she felt a little cold. Yeah. And I think that's because she just had this burden on her and uh, they didn't really remind you of the burden so much mm-hmm. so i really wish they kind of would have reminded and i'm sure it was all cut out yeah you know i know sure we need it, to get
1: like an extended release or yeah. the deleted scenes or something i would love to see on this so
0: yeah i think that um she was dealing with the fact that she had that vision of her on some on the dark throne or whatever the hell they called it yeah and that was really bothering her but we only heard about it later when she just repeated it yeah to somebody and it was like why didn't we see that we saw kylo ren's nipples last year we can't <laughs> we we can't see just this quick image of you on the dark side that that upset you so
1: much i watched that movie again last week getting ready for the movie it was like oh god it's still terrible <laughs> those nipples no nope. it was so weird i don't know of course i guess if they'd cgi'd <laughs> them out it would have been even weirder but put on a cowl or something to quote uh, ray
0: come to the dark side we have tanning booths no we don't
1: (laughs) no we don't we are all pasty (laughs) as fuck
0: we're always wearing masks all the time (laughs) nothing sees the sun spf 12
1: million (laughs) like no no yeah you're actually vampires under here if we see the sun we will sparkle and burn not a good plan. So. Actually, honestly, that's what
0: Kylo Ren's nipples reminded me of, was <laughs> how Robert Pattinson's in the, <laughs> the Twilight. In one of the Twilights, he
1: had his shirt off, and it was like, oh, put your shirt on, dude. Right, you're that's like, not mm, right. Mm-mm. Like, I yeah. get it, you're supposed to be, like, hard as granite, but you're not, you're just kind of skinny and weird and pasty. Yeah, I wonder if he's gonna beef up for Batman. I
0: hope so. Yeah, I hope so, too. I don't know.
1: So let's talk about the overall story here. We'll get into... All more right. characters as they pop up so they don't we don't get a good feel of how long time wise there is between uh episode eight and episode nine other than we've got some haircuts so there's there's been a, a hair growth amount of time is kind of what we can tell i'd say at least yeah, a year
0: probably about a year
1: yeah i don't know about you but that that whole opening scene where the resistance is like in the woods i totally thought they were already back on indoor I was like, this. This has got to be indoor. It's all force. It's not
0: indoor. Yeah, they kind of j- jumped into the story right away. We saw that uh, Kylo Ren w- had heard about Palpatine being out there. And he went and sought him because he didn't want anybody to actually take some of his power. Because by that time, he was what? Grand Chancellor? The Supreme Leader. Supreme Leader, Ben. Yeah, that's terrible. It sounds like a pizza name. (laughs) Well, he
1: took over Snoke after he cut him in half. And and, and
0: which is how you should work. If you're the evil people, you kill somebody to become the king. Of course you do. That's how it works. So I think that's just how it works in general. I don't think so. If somebody killed somebody, like, of high power right now, yeah. they don't become that person of high power. They go to jail. No,
1: but if you're in war, sometimes they do. I mean, that's how the English and the French and the Spanish, I mean, that's how they were conquering empires. I guess this
0: was a long time ago, but they did seem to have some kind of
1: democracy in the prequels, so... Well, they did. They had a Senate and whatever. But when the Emperor took over, he made it into an empire. It was one guy on the top. It wasn't a democratic system.
0: Which is why I I appreciate that they kept that type of old school model for the bad guys. But the new guys wouldn't do that. You know, the Jedi wouldn't be... Oh, okay. Well, you killed us. Well, I guess we we work for you now. That's not how they do it.
1: There's a book that came out. It was The Journey to the Rise of Skywalker. They always do this every year. They put a book out right before the movie comes out. It doesn't really tell you that much, but it gives you a little bit of the kind of in-between stuff. And there's some point in there where they kind of realize that leadership on the level that we need it to be to sustain a government is not going to be one guy in charge.
0: Yeah, but they still have their council and the Jedi masters or whatever the hell they are. That's very hard to
1: be in that group. So, well, by nine, they don't have any Jedi. They got one Jedi, and she's only yeah, partially you know a Jedi.
0: <laughs> maybe maybe if Mace Windu would have put him on the high council, maybe none of this shit
1: would have happened. That's all I'm saying. Or it would have happened faster. They had yeah. to they had to keep him a little bit tamped down. Because that's the thing, you know, when you've got somebody who's power hungry, the last thing you want to do is feed them power, right? Like, that's that's a bad idea. So you got to cut them down a little bit.
0: That's the problem with all the Skywalkers. Only Skywalker that kind of handled it was um,
1: Luke. Yeah,
0: sort of. And Leia, to an extent.
1: Le- Leia is just a badass. Again, she does not fall into yeah. these Skywalker boy, you know, stereotypes at all. Like she's like, "Fuck y'all, um, I'm gonna go save the world and, and save the universe for everybody because that's the right thing to do." I mean, yeah, my entire world just blew up. Everybody I know is dead. Let me let me comfort you, little farm boy who met that guy two days ago. But yeah, <laughs> you know, but she—that's just her. Her power and her her calling was just the ability to rally and to lead people and to find solutions as opposed to just running in and, you know, well, I mean, she runs in and shoots people plenty, but kind of after the fact, so.
0: Yeah, but she had like the built-in nepotism because, you know, she was, you know, an Organa, so Organa. She didn't just become a senator though i mean she she was like 11 though i don't care you're
1: not to do <laughs> enough to become a senator at 11 years old well but queen Ma- queen amidala was a queen at 11 years old an elected queen at that so they didn't really take age into a lot of consideration it was much more about your brain power and you know
0: and, or or who your daddy is which was the case in that one i'm sorry you don't say they're a great leader i know i saw them kick ass at dodgeball you don't <laughs>
1: Well, she did start in the Junior Senate at like 10 years old or whatever, but, you know, whatever. That, you have to read into the books to get a lot more into that. But
0: I, I agree, but she kind of already had power, so... She had power, but she wasn't abusing her power. No, no, she didn't kill anybody, like, in the same sense. And Hamill was... Not Hamill. I'm sorry. <laughs> Luke. <laughs> he seemed he was... Completely capable of holding the power, too. So that generation was fine. I guess like the a-hole gene kind of just skipped a generation. Well, they weren't raised by the a-hole. So I think that
1: helps. That does help. Well, and, and Luke, you have to remember, Luke was raised by Owen and Baruch, And Owen was Anakin's stepbrother and saw that he was kind of a, you know, batshit crazy in all of his different things. And he just went out and sand people and whatever else. So he specifically raised Luke, not To be interested in those things or he couldn't stop him from being interested, but he specifically like put a damper on it for a really long time and Leia's parents pushed her into because she had to actually like go through trials and whatever to become the heir of Alderaan because her mother Mm -hmm. was the queen. And she had to be chosen. She's the only child that she had to be like specifically trained and chosen. And, you know, if she hadn't been, she wouldn't have been. So, you know, again, they trained her to this is what we're doing. And her parents were rebels from way back. And so she learned how to how to fight the system while within the system, which I think was kind of cool.
0: Yeah, it's just the men in the Skywalker family are very similar to each other. They're They're all whiny bitches. Yeah. So we learned that with Kylo Ren. And that's why he scared me so much at the beginning was because it's like when you have these like entitled young people Mm -hmm. and if they get like petulant it gets concerning right well
1: especially him because he'll just force choke you
0: he had tons of power he didn't have an outlet for it clearly Mm -hmm. and therefore he just turned into this like really scary angsty kid now with Darth Vader he was scary in his own right but somehow he didn't feel as
1: emotional as Kylo did and that scares me more well because again he was very cold and calculating whereas Kylo runs hot and cold but mostly hot like even in his pouting and whatever it's passion, it's fire it's you know it's just like and that's scarier I think than some of the the cold detachment because you see that yeah. evil coming. Right. So Kylo Ren could be standing next to you and be fine. And then two seconds later, chop your head off with a lightsaber because he's throwing a temper tantrum. Yeah,
0: that's kind of what it felt like with Darth Vader. It was if you could outthink him, you could outmaneuver him. Mm -hmm. And uh, that gives people some false sense of hope. I know that I would would fail at it miserably, but at least gives you think like, oh, if I just outthink him, I'm out of this. I'm clear. I think there's
1: some maturity that goes along with being a a grown up, if you will. And while Kylo Ren is like physically 30 years old, he's still mentally like 12. I think
0: they're trying trying to say he's younger than that
1: though Well but again I'm just saying he's he's not mature at all. He doesn't make mature decisions. He's very impetuous. He's very rash. And so trying to think grown up thoughts about how you're going to defeat somebody doesn't work when you're fighting a child or, you know, somebody with that same kind of sense of it's just not fair. You know what I mean? Like they're just it's harder to come at when you're so unpredictable. Yeah. But uh, but that said, I do think that his character probably grew the most from what we saw in the beginning to the end. Uh, Yeah. I mean, obviously, there's, you know, there's stuff in this that he's having true growth. But again, just even in the beginning of this, he wasn't going around force choking people and being irrational and whatever. He, he was pretty focused, you know, he's okay, we're going to go get this tracking thing, little tracking pyramid we're gonna go find the emperor sure we'll tell him we'll bring the girl and kill her yeah we'll tell him that we're not going to do that because we're going to destroy him because i want to be in power but he's still just very he's hes a lot more meticulous yeah. in this movie
0: yeah i agree So, i mean we've got to talk about the fact that this is just like return of the jedi of course it's all the movies have been exactly like the original three people, i know which is what's so frustrating because so many people hated i um, know the Last Jedi. And it was like, this is Empire Strikes it Back. It is totally Empire, Empire Strikes, Strikes, Strikes Back. Back. I understand saying, oh, I hate it because it's identical to all of the other movies. Yeah. But they hated it because it was so different. I was like, how is it different It's the same movie? <laughs> I was like,
1: okay, they literally start off in this. He's literally, she's literally gone to Yoda. Like, I mean, it's exactly the same. Only the, the places have kind of changed a little bit.
0: Yeah. Both um, Anakin got his um, redemption in here as well as Kylo. Mm-hmm. Kind of. Uh, I think that was the the problem that my husband had the most tough time with. He was like, what he did was irredeemable. And it was like, well, you know, Darth Vader wasn't like the greatest guy on the planet. He killed a lot, a lot of people, including little baby Jedi. And we're like, hey, he can be a ghost Jedi now. Yeah, And... So I think that Kylo just uh, killing his dad while we love his dad.
1: It was a little less, actually. Yeah. Than, <laughs> a lot less than murdering a temple full of younglings. Yes, definitely. He was like genocide light. Just patricide. Yes. <laughs> As if you only kill like, your dad. How bad is that? It's just one dude. One dude that didn't want to be there
0: anyway. <laughs> and if it weren't for the fact that the First Order is inherently evil, like any other parent would be proud. They'd be like, oh, hey, my look how high my son is in the, you know, Imperial Army." or whatever the hell it is. The first order army, they'd be like, Wow, that's great. Good for you. Like so, you know, he is he's not necessarily like terribly evil when the Empire like controls everything and your son's pretty high ranking. It's really not the worst thing in the world.
1: Yes it is. <laughs> if you're the leader of the resistance, it's the worst thing in the world.
0: How do you tell your like neighbors? It's like, oh yeah, you know, he's um he's actually rebelling against the against
1: the government, we, which we all phase. are a part of.
0: <laughs> um so So, you know, he probably will end up in prison, but we're proud of him anyway.
1: Yeah, I actually uh, I was thinking about that because because it really bothered me that like he just dies. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, oh, okay. Oh, I loved it. Well, that was my favorite part. But then you're like, okay, well, here's the deal. If you come out of that and see Darth Vader, same thing, died right at the end, right? He redeems himself. They have a conversation and he dies. Boom. Again, identical. But had he not died and, and he was built into this suit, right? So let's just say for whatever reason, he doesn't die. What is it happen after the fact? Oh, no, just a good guy now. Ignore my big black scary armor. (laughs) How would you come back? You have to die. Like you can't come back from that. Same thing with Kylo Ren with all of the war crimes and whatever else perpetrated. I mean, they blew up planets like not just we took people down in war. We just randomly shot people from across the galaxy. We didn't even come close to do it. We just blew up your fucking system, your entire government blew it up. You can't come back from that. You don't get to come back and go. I'm gonna skip away with Ray into the desert. You know, it just doesn't. It doesn't happen.
0: Yeah, and it's not like the rebellion are like, hey, you want a job because they won't be right. <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> eh, no, um, we remember you from 12 minutes ago, and while these three idiots may think you're a fr- okay now. We have lingering doubts.
0: Yeah, there really wouldn't be much recovery from it. I think that um Anakin might have been able to go back cuz he was a Jedi beforehand. But, but go back I to what?
1: When you've got no arms, no legs and your face is melted off. What do you go back to? Farming? I don't know. You could go a moisture farm. He was a droid maker. <laughs> he
0: can make a droid. He can build him can a new body legs. with yeah.
1: the spider legs. He can be Darth Maul. Darth he can Maul. have the spider yeah. legs. So,
0: <laughs> exactly. There's lots of opportunity out there. Anakin had the the know-how.
1: Now I want to write a skit of uh, Anakin Skywalker back in Tatooine moisture farming after he is redeemed from Darth Vader. So I can already see it forming in my mind.
0: Yeah, so I don't think that there was any real redemption for Kylo other no. than we all know what he did and we're happy about that. All right. I remember thinking that um, Hayden Christensen looked like the whiniest little piece of shit mm-hmm. in episode two episode three he slowly got better and better looking as he got more and more evil i thought that's odd i must have a thing for bad boys and but this one um but this one so we see kylo ren you know evil at the beginning and he slowly slowly got hot more as he got better and i was like well i just don't understand that is that just maturity (laughs) I was like, now that he's a good guy,
1: he's much more attractive. I just I like that this statement of I must have a thing for bad boys because I've met your husband. <laughs> yeah, not quite the same. Well, I um, I can't say anything either. <laughs> I love a bad boy in a romance novel. Not so much in life <laughs> No kind no. of dicks in real life. So.
0: so but the connection that they had, that dyadic mm-hmm. both sides are the same force or whatever and they could talk to each other back and forth that was pretty cool because we got to see it more where they're just they're able to fight each other without actually being in the same room and like I don't know if like a stranger like looking at them from afar would see the two of them. <laughs> or if they would like, just Are see you fucking one fucking crazy what's happening. <laughs> and it's like that's really dangerous
1: to be like waving your lightsaber <laughs> around like that. I'm just saying. what I love so much, since they could fight like that was at the end when they're fighting together in two separate oh, locations. It was the best part and she was able to like send him her lightsaber. That was awesome. Fucking cool. By this time he was Ben. Well, that's because Leia died. Yeah, I'm sad. So sad. So, and
0: then, um, so then he just pulls this lightsaber out from around his back. And I was like, that was fucking that awesome. That was so
1: cool. And did like, the, so did the cool. Knights of Ren look a little monstery to you? Mm-hmm. I just thought they were dudes. Like when they've portrayed them in uh, in Force Awakens yeah. or in Last Jedi or whatever it was where we kind of saw a glimpse of them. They just look like dudes. But now they're all like monsters. Like, ugh. Well,
0: I think that they all have weird masks. And they just cry try and like out- uh, do each other but like but i don't think they were like, humans underneath it oh uh, well yeah they're probably not humans but yeah. um i mean i thought it was weird it was like so hey uh, kylo these so these are your frat buddies right <laughs> right these are the people you like to hang out with on a friday night all right all right whatever
1: but, <laughs> but it's like why are you here weren't you just on my command ship that i left uh, like in indoor like why are you here in the emperor's quarters like it just some of that part didn't really make a lot of sense but Unless you think about like, oh, you know, the Emperor said, oh, I created Snoke and, you know, basically created you because of that. Maybe he created the Knights of Ren as well. Who knows? Yeah. What do you think about the giant Snoke in a Petri dish there at the end? It was gross. Not a Petri dish. In the, like, back to tank, basically. Yeah, great. Gross. It was, it was kind of gross,
0: but I, it's like, is this what you do with like your your fallen comrades? Is you keep their bodies like floating in a in a jar well, there, so you know, everybody can see them? Here's the deal:
1: if if something happens to you, and I can get your body away from Craig, I'm probably just gonna put you in a tank in the living room because <laughs> I'll just be floating around.
0: <laughs> Especially, watch out if I'm cut in half because of, like the bottom half will be doing shit, the top half is, it'll be all very screwed up.
1: Yeah, I, that was also just a really weird scene because you could see like two kids floating. I guess the way the angle on the tank was. But it was kind of weird. I'm like, we cut him in half, but he didn't have two heads. Like, what's happening? I know. It was weird. I think the one thing that that got me on this movie was how much more backstory I felt I needed. Like, the, when The Last Jedi came out, and it was like, you're nothing. You come from nowhere. And Snoke is nobody. And it really doesn't matter. And I was like, I kind of like that. Because it doesn't have to. You know, it doesn't have to have this lineage. It doesn't have to have the secret power. And I want to talk about this, because we need to take a break. But that, that was one thing that really kind of bothered me. It was just like, I need so much more backstory on who the emperor was fucking to get a son like you oh yeah who was or did he just magically impregnate them like he did with ski with shmi skywalker or yeah i remember that he did that yeah. it's like or does that make anakin technically his son too like it just gets really creepy when you start thinking Ooh, about does these get things creepy so. Yeah,
0: so then both Anakin is like his, um, mm-hmm. so both Kylo Ren is like his grandson, yeah, and, then they're and like Rey is his granddaughter, and then they're like, let's like kiss Like s- second at the end. cousins, I don't know.
1: I don't know. Star Wars likes to kiss siblings, so it's fine. Yeah, they do. So, all right, let's take a quick break, and we'll come back and we'll talk a little bit more about the rest of the movie. Have you ever watched
0: an absolutely terrible movie and thought to yourself, what were they thinking? Because we sure have. So much so that we named our podcast after it.
1: What were they thinking?
0: Starring me, Nathan. And Brendan. Every other week, we take a
1: bad to questionable movie and unpack it. So you don't have to. And then every other other week, we ate your cues with our mailbag. Or, you know, talk about whatever. Yeah, no big whoop? No, no big whoop at
0: all. So that's What Were They Thinking? You can catch us on Podbean, YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and more. Uh, also a ton of platforms that Brendan made up. Hey everybody, I'm Steve. And I'm Izzy. And this is Everything Everything I Learned learned From Movies. movies. And tonight, Tonight. like every night, we bring (laughs) you questionable movies and pass the lessons that we've learned on to you. As well as we go over some great beer and funny third thing.
1: Yes, we're excellent beer reviewers and as BJCP certified beer judges we sort of know what we're talking about in regards to that. The movies?
0: <laughs> so if you want to hear us talk about uh odd
1: movies
0: and uh is he talking about Beijing,
1: Woo!
0: Uh listen to us at eilfm.podbean.com that's everything i learned from movies.podbean.com
1: hey honey are you ready to pop that top <sniffs> Woo! my top all right and we are back after listening to some of our amazing friends and podcast people. So let's, let's talk a little bit about Ray and her storyline and kind of where it goes through.
0: Yeah, like I was saying at the beginning of this, she really kind of felt really cold, Mm -hmm. even during her training, and you could wrap your mind around it. Now, obviously, you knew that she had this like weird Kylo connection that was kind of unusual and odd. But like, she didn't seem to be overly emotional or into it almost. um, Until... They got to the skimmer.
1: Yeah, I think that that has a lot to do. One like you said that she's dealing with some really really heavy shit. If she's having premonitions that she and Kylo Ren are going to be sitting on the emperor's throne together, that never feels good, right? <laughs> like you would think you were be evil regardless. So that that's heavy. But then I think also, as you're doing Jedi training, they're teaching you to meditate, they're teaching you to empty your mind and not really feed on your emotions, because emotions lead you down the path to longing and anger and fear and all the things that make you become evil. Because if you're afraid to lose something, it has power over you. I think that's kind of the whole reason for the non-attachment thing. So if she's trying to detach, some while she's doing her training, I can see that being a thing. But I think really for Ray, it's it's more like what you're talking about. It's more of the stress of what's coming and feeling like like the weight of the the entire galaxy is on your shoulders to try to stop yeah. this evil force before it becomes even worse. Yeah, because as bad and as the First Order is, they're like level seven bad. But if you bring the Emperor into things, you've gone to ten. You know, so it's it's just like yeah, they're they're not good and they do terrible shit. Mm. But if we've got this evil Sith lord on the throne, that's scary. We don't want that. Yeah. All right. I'm going to talk about something about the show. You can only find
0: your way to the where the Palp where, where Palpatine is by one of 3 Sis finders, okay? Which are strategically (laughs) hidden across the known galaxy. Mm -hmm. And they're hidden and they're hard to find. And so by the time they get one and follow it, the whole fucking world is there. And it was like, Really? (laughs) This can't be that hard of a secret to have kept. Yeah. So that was that's beside the (laughs) point. I know we were talking about Ray, but then I started thinking about like, yeah. So, Ray had to go through all that shit just to get there well, but but she left
1: she left a, a breadcrumb
0: trail for them to follow. Oh, I know why she yeah, did yeah when you were going to a place that only had Sysfinder ability to get there, and you go there and there are planet killing battleships, and there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of them, and they're all fully staffed full of people.
1: That was like, my question. Re- I'm like, where the fuck they get these people from? because I get like stormtroopers they steal as babies, and then they but they gotta grow up. It's only been a year since they had their last big battle, so where are they getting all these people to man these hundreds of thousands of, you know, cruisers and shit? Because those those things have, like, a crew of 100,000 people. I mean, it's a big fucking ship. I know, and you're going to get one stormtrooper just, like, talking,
0: like, drunk at a bar one day, and everybody's going to know where the Sith place is. (laughs) there's just too many of them
1: it's true they're all at maz's castle and that's why it actually got blown up they were saying too many secrets we got maz in this movie but not nearly enough but she did
0: provide the um narrative that we needed to hear that hey leia's leaving because she knows she's about to use all of her strength right to do this and i don't know if i would have figured that out (laughs) No, she and, and she
1: does kind of serve as like a good narrator for this. I don't know if you've seen it. Mm-hmm. Disney Plus has them now. They were on the Disney Channel before. Uh, this Forces of Destiny series that they've done. And Maz is kind of a narrator for this, but it basically focuses on the female characters in Star Wars, like Jen Erso, uh, Ray, Leia, you know, uh, Sabine Wren, Hera, Syndulla, you know, all of these that have come out. Ahsoka, who I love. And she she kind of narrates and they just, it's just really two or three minute little cartoon clips of them doing something kind of spectacular and, you know, whatever. So it's it's really interesting. So it's nice you get more of her there. I would like to see a spinoff on Disney Plus of Maz Kanata just being a badass and doing her pirate queen thing. So
0: yeah, and you know,
1: they're able to get pretty
0: A-listers even for this mm-hmm. um television series. So you, Lupita Nyong'o is a
1: A-lister. God, I love her.
0: Yeah, so she's going to be the hardest to get. But I mean, if you got Owen McGregor and um, Elizabeth Olsen and, you know, all of these big characters and Tom Hiddleston.
1: You could probably get Lupita Nyong'o. Oh, yeah, totally. Here's the deal. If Star Wars comes knocking, you answer. <laughs> I don't really care what the role is. Yes. Yes. I'm in. I'm in. I don't really care what it is. I would like to be a part of that. And I think that's why we've gotten so many, like, secret celebrity cameos that we don't even know are there, like Daniel Craig as a store and things like that, because people just want to be a part of it. especially if you grew I up agree. with it. So anyway, so... What we find during this storyline is that Rey is, in fact, not a nobody. She is, in fact, the granddaughter of Palpatine. Again, I'd like to know who he smashed to get a son. Gross. I know. But it's, you know, because he would have already <laughs> been old and dead by that point, most likely, or pretty close. Oh,
0: yeah. He'd have to be because, I mean, he was pretty old to
1: start with. Mm-hmm. He was... Uh, I'm I'm mean. liking to think this was another force impregnation, but that's gross, too, because... That's just that's, like that's just force yeah. rape. Yeah, it's just disgusting. So I know, but it's not like beneath Palpatine. Yeah, no, no, totally not beneath him. He's already done it once for Christ's sake. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's just weird. And then to think like the Emperor's son, I mean, they didn't really talk about him much, but he didn't seem to be like powerful, right? So you would think if you were the son of a Sith Lord. You would be. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Maybe he was disappointed
1: yep. and that's why she got a granddaughter. I don't know. I don't, I would like to know the backstory. I need to know how he survived getting thrown down the shaft two seconds before the Death Star blew up. I don't know. Like, I have questions. This, this movie answered questions, but it also gave me just as many questions. Yeah. So. He was clearly able to defeat death. He talks about that in uh, episode three. Yeah, tell- yeah,
0: I know, I know. <clears throat> That's what made uh, Anakin go to the dark side. To thought no, that somehow no. he could... didn't work for him, but
1: apparently the Emperor figured it out. Yeah, I thought he was lying the whole time. But... <laughs> yeah, well, you always do. And even in the books I've read, they're like, we think this is how it works, but we're going to kill the other guy before he fully realizes how to do it. So, yeah. yeah. Huh? But yeah, so Rey is his granddaughter. He doesn't want her dead. <clears throat> he wants her to kill him and somehow then be filled with his... Essence? Yeah, which
0: is, which is basically, dude, you want to be inside your granddaughter. I know, it's so it's gross. fucking gross.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like, this has turned very skexy, very quick. It's just really gross.
0: Palpatine, you already were kind of fucked up and just disturbing. But like, this added a level that you're just like,
1: uh, man. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you're
1: gross, dude. yeah.
0: So, like, aren't you just fine, like, hanging, hanging from these, like, life-giving IVs and stuff? <laughs> Isn't that good enough for you? But now you want to, like, no, I want to be all part of my 14-year-old granddaughter. Creepy-ass marionette. Part... Gross. Oh, gross.
1: How old do you think that Ray is? Uh, Let's see. She was supposed to be about 19, I think, uh, in the first movie. So we'll say less than 25. Yeah, she's younger than Adam Driver by a long shot. Yeah. Now,
0: let's talk about that.
1: I didn't get them
0: being romantically linked at all.
1: Oh, well, that was that was the feel I think they were going for in the last movie, especially when they were having the like forced touch yeah. in the hut on Octu Well, they've they've always tried to have romance flow through Star Wars. So Han and Luke versus Han and Leia, and then, or Han and Luke. (laughs) That would be good. I'd watch that.
0: Yeah, I would watch that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know, Luke and Leia versus Han and Leia. And then through the prequels, you obviously had, um, you know, Anakin and Padme. Even in the Clone Wars, there were romantic themes going through. And Rogue One, we kind of got a Jen Erso, Cassian vibe like three seconds before they get blowed up. You know, so, yeah. so they've always kind of had a romantic theme running through. So I can see where they were going with it. Yeah. But again, there was so much question is like, are they brother and sister? Like, are they cousins? What's they're, they're so linked. First thing I think of is more of a
0: sibling bond rather than a soulmate bond. But I guess other people had other things in mind. Mm-hmm. So that kiss at the end was like, I went,
1: do I want this? Well, it was, I think for me, it was kind of like, okay, we've got this and now we'll see where it go- Oh no, he died. Like, Alice <laughs> That little smile he had, like, right after, though, like, it, was it really made sweet. the
0: movie. And then he
1: knew he was dying. Well, you know, I like, didn't notice it, but Paul mentioned it to me this morning. He thinks, and I, and like I said, I wasn't paying as much attention as I probably should have been. He thinks that his scar was gone. Like, as soon as he became Ben and not Kylo, that his scar that Ray had given him was gone.
0: That relationship, though, it was a little problematic for me. Um, they were almost so close that they were, like, the same person. So it was really weird to me. Like, I'm like, I, I don't know if this is what I wanted. Yeah. Um. But again, the smile kind of is like, "Oh, well, that was sweet."
1: You know, he's probably never had a relationship in his entire life. Oh, I am sure her either. Really? I think they were. I think they were trying to go back and kind of amplify the Finn Ray relationship throughout this movie because, you know, oh, we're gonna die. I have to tell you something before we do. I oh, never mind. We're not gonna die anymore. Wait, what were you gonna say? Like, like, (laughs) you know, and if
0: it's not Finn Rose, bullshit. Okay. Poor Rose.
1: I think she got the shaft on this movie
0: she did. First of all, Finn, who she sacrificed herself for and just happened to live. Yep. He's like, "Hey, has everybody seen my girlfriend?" Like he it like he has he does not care about her. Mm-mm. And it makes me so sad because she is so good for him. Mm-hmm. So, not like Finn Poe. Finn Poe, I also would be all aboard. Poe is a he's a he's a bad boy. It's hard to tame. I don't even think Finn could do it. <laughs>
1: I don't know. But then they bring in this new group that live on Endor who are all stormtroopers who've escaped. That was awesome. Oh, I loved that. Jana I love Janna. She's a good character. You know, here's one thing that I was wondering about because the Star Wars books, they they don't even explore it, right? There are just a lot of characters who are in gay relationships or they have fluid genders or no gender or both genders, whatever it is, and it's they're talking about one person they call them they, that kind of thing. And they just don't it's not a deal. Right, it's, and it's that's how it should be. It's just like <clears throat> here's Bob and his and his husband Dave, like, and they just move on with life from there, which is great. So, in the very end of this, when they are all coming back together after the big battle, and everybody's hugging and loving and kissing, and we see a triad with uh, with Poe and Finn and Ray, and they're gonna hug, and you're like, mm, maybe, and you know, <laughs> all these things happening, and then we see like one of the commanders run up and kiss another woman. But again, it wasn't like full on tongue or anything like that. And so when I went to, I went to my sister's house last night and my brother-in-law, who is not very uh, open-minded or progressive at all, was like, I heard there's a big gay love scene. I was like, there was a kiss in passing for one second. Like,
0: yeah, it really? Was barely noticeable. I was like,
1: <laughs> I know. It's like, that's a big gay love scene.
0: I don't think it is. So I, I would know. be so upset if I had heard that and I went in and it wasn't Finn and <laughs>
1: You're like, it's two characters we've never heard of and don't care about. God damn it! So Why,
0: why get my hopes up?
1: <laughs> anyway, so yeah. I, I don't know. It was, uh, like I said, it was... I didn't hate it. A lot of people hated it. A lot of And again, hate it. It's not what I wanted. It's exactly what the last movie if, was that you fucking loved. And they didn't even... They even had yeah. an Ewok in it, for Christ's sake. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like,
0: yeah. yeah. So, of the issues that I had with it, the main issue was... That it gave me everything I wanted. Yeah. And I know that sounds ridiculous, no. but it didn't give me anything more.
1: Yeah. It was like, if I could have written this, it's not good enough.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um exactly because it's like i think all of the things in here i've said at one point that i wanted with the exception of the Poe finn thing right i've lost you know everything else i wanted everything else i wanted i wanted kylo to finally be redeemed yes i wanted uh leia and han to know that their son
1: was not a worthless piece of shit oh so, the han cameo yep. was beautiful it wasn't expecting that. that. I think that was another tearjerker. Of course, it came right yeah. on the heels of Leia. So
0: yeah. Oh, and Chewbacca's re- reaction to losing uh, General oh, was God. so sad, heartbreaking. And then right on that, then um, Kylo Ren gets killed. Han Solo shows up, um, and then Kylo Ren comes back to life.
1: Um, you know, in the middle, Ray heals him. Ray's awesome so th- I think I think the thing that I found the most disappointing from the last movie to this movie was that they did go back and give her a familial connection like okay yeah, yeah this is kind of fine the one thing that pissed me off the most about people being upset about the the last Jedi version was they're like oh my god what do you mean she's nobody It doesn't matter this is insane she has to come from somewhere and and my big dumb Star Wars brain says, no, literally, no Jedi before Luke Skywalker has had a familial connection. That's the point. They go out and they seek out force sensitive children and take them from their families and raise them to be Jedi. They don't have babies, they don't pass on their genes and their line. And there's probably a good reason for that. Enter Palpatine and his weirdness. So, or Ob um, Skywalker, and maybe we shouldn't have had kids. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But again, it's, it's one of those that, like, it, it just kind of defeats the whole purpose of how it was set up to be. That the Jedi came from nowhere and, and that's how they maintained having no attachments. So then all of a sudden, and so they go back to that. And I was like, I like that, Ryan Johnson. That's a good, that's a good point. We need to, we need to not worry about that because that's not how it worked. We're just so used to it's gotta be Luke, it's gotta be Leia, it's gotta be, you know but it's not that's just not how it happened if you go back through the history of time that's not how the jedi recreate procreate whatever they're doing but and then to come back to and go "Ah, psych you're a palpatine not even a skywalker not even a soul you're a fucking palpatine straight to the top of the line it's like oh i kind of like you less now
0: yeah i'd also like the fact that she was so powerful and not related to anybody Mm -hmm. um and then, you know, at the end, she takes the Skywalker name. Was that an homage to Ben, or was it just an homage to?
1: No, I think I think she really saw Luke and Leia, and though they're brother and sister, and this sounds weird, I think they basically adopted her. So he was much father figure to her, and Leia basically took her under her wing and became a mother figure. So she just wanted to to feel close to that, and because that's who raised her, basically. I mean, I guess she could have been little baby uncar plot, but uh nobody wants that. So yeah. also, you know, here's the deal. Like it's been a while since the Empire fell, but I don't know that you want to go through the rest of your life as Ray Palpatine. Like I don't think you're gonna get a good response to that. So
0: Yeah, I, I agree. And no matter how awesome your parents were, um, you know, for abandoning you just so that you'd be away from your right. evil granddad. They probably had
1: a tough time with the Palpatine it's, name as well. They probably dropped it, I would say. They probably dropped it. Uh, but but yeah, I think that would just give you a lot of trouble. <laughs> I was watching an episode of The Dog Whisperer the other day, and Caesar's like, hmm. So we've got this big-ass dog, and it's big, so everybody's already afraid of it. Maybe its name shouldn't be Cujo. That's just going to give everybody the shits right up front. So perhaps we should change his name to Joe, and he can get a better chance on life. And that's the thing. If you go through the life with the world's shittiest name, like, again, you know, if, if my name was, like, Liz Hitler, people are going to give me weird looks. Like, it's just not something you want to be strapped with. Yeah. So I think you change yeah. that name. Yeah.
0: But, you know, also Han Solo was, like, her... Dad, as well. But also think back
1: to Solo. How did he get his name? I'm alone. That's what Ray kept saying. I'm alone. I have no family. So, Ray, Solo? So, does Ben go by Ben Solo? Yeah, he goes by Ben Kenobi, doesn't he? No, he's Ben Solo. Well, Ben Kenobi is Obi Wan Kenobi. Oh, yeah, that's what it was.
0: <laughs> I knew there was a Kenobi in there somewhere.
1: I like that you're one of the most wanted Jedis. Your face is probably on a poster everywhere. And you hide in the home planet of the Dark Lord of the Sith with the same last name. My name is Ben Kenobi. No relation to Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> like, yeah, really? I mean,
0: maybe they're like, there's no way that they would just assume that. I
1: also love I that they just that. hid Luke with his aunt and uncle who would ever think to look there not me darth vader's kind of a dumbass i'm just gonna throw it out there it's like oh yeah well
0: darth vader didn't know his kids were alive
1: until yeah but again how hard could it be to figure out i mean i guess if you're just trying to ignore your old life completely that's how people fool you i'm hiding in plain sight yeah and give him the skywalker last name like (laughs) again don't even try did have skywalkers last (laughs) name
0: that is a little weird it's a little bit of a giveaway yeah it's like the only other person i know with that last name is my
1: asshole stepbrother (laughs) (laughs) no he wasn't even a skywalker (laughs) <laughs> that guy was oh, an Owen. Oh, they kept his name Skywalker. Yeah. That was Anakin's last name. So let's see. You're the Dark Lord. You're just kicked butt, but you got your be- your Death Star blown up. And somehow it leaks out onto the holonet that a new guy in town named Luke Skywalker is here. And you felt a weird twinge. And he was hanging out with Obi-Wan. Heh.
0: Yeah, with your brother.
1: Yeah. It's like, uh... What? Yeah, yeah. He didn't need the force to know that. Yeah. I like that she went back to Owen and Baru's house on Tatooine. I'm assuming she's settling there. That would be my my assumption that that's where she's going to go and live out the rest of her hermit life. Yeah, she's used to the desert. But my big thing was, God, that place is a mess, and there's probably still bodies right laying under the sand right there. So, oh, I'm sure there
0: is. You have to I'm clean sure the shit
1: out of that place. And it's like, at
0: what point do you stop sweeping?
1: <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know when you get to the, the ground. <laughs> anyway, that was Star Wars. I liked it. Yeah. I,
0: I am going to watch it, it again too. to
1: pick all the p- details apart.
0: Yeah. And really, honestly, the only flaws are that you gave me everything I wanted. Mm-hmm. And I know that that sounds silly. Mm-mm. But I think um, that's what all
1: the fanboys are feeling right now. All the things that I said I wanted are there. And now I'm mad because it wasn't something spectacular that surprises me.
0: Yeah, I know. So, and it just makes me, it kind of makes me
1: look inward a little bit. It's
0: like, why am I not as happy as I should have been when I got everything I asked for?
1: Yeah. I, I. I don't feel that Star Wars is a one-and-done movie. You can't just watch it one time and make a a valid decision on it. I really don't think you can. Uh, Like even covering it so soon after watching it the first time and not having snuck in a second showing is still a little like, "Mm, I need need more info. I need more input to see how I truly feel about it. Because honestly, when I saw The Last Jedi in the theater for the first time, I didn't like it. I was not happy with it. I went with our friend Mandy from Caster Quest. Of course, we're both snarky bitches. We had to sit in the front row, and so if things were happening. We're like, "What are we watching? Is this Spaceballs? What's happening?" And yeah. and it was funny that way. But then I was like upset when I left because I was like, I um I don't know that I like that. But I had to go back and watch it again, one, not from the first row, and two, not with somebody giggling with me through the whole thing. That makes, you know, everything looks worse when your friend is making fun of it with you. So so going back and watching it, I liked it. And then the more I watched it, the more I like it. So I think that's just how Star Wars kind of grows on you. So, All right. Well,
0: it will be another lifetime
1: before we see something like the Skywalker saga. I think so. But I'm excited, you know, with, with the advent of Disney Plus and them making original stuff and coming out so strong if you guys have not seen the mandalorian yet find a way borrow somebody's login whatever go watch because it's really well done i honestly though if there hadn't been a baby yoda popping up i'm not sure if i would keep loving it the way that i do but because these there i I keep going because i'm not like a western person and these are very much like serialized westerns in the best way i mean they're done very well the cinematography is movie quality they're very very good definitely definitely check it out i mean it's it's something worth watching i think yeah
0: yeah i agree so anyway do you have an internet quote for us this week i do it's a long one awesome okay so it's uh from at me and mr keen or it's keen i don't know how to pronounce the name (laughs) saying you need to calm down one lacks in empathy two is a rude command three is stating the obvious however saying good good let the hate flow through you (laughs) one is an affirmation of their feelings (laughs) two confirms it's normal to be upset and three helps them embrace the unlimited potential of the dark side
1: (laughs) i love that that is awesome there you go
0: that is today's (laughs) internet quote because
1: i would like to know in the history of forever has being told to calm down ever in fact calmed someone i'm gonna go with no it does not be the opposite of that so just a reminder for you guys um Go check out our partners at frankieandmer.com. They have amazing rom- aromatherapy products. Our favorite, obviously, Spray the Bitch Away, but they have mosquito spray and sleepy time spray. They have all sorts of stuff. They got patchouli if you need to cover up your weed smell, all the good stuff. So go check them out. Frankie You can use our code. We have a new code. So it's nerdy, N-E-R-D-Y. And you will get 15% off of your entire purchase, which is awesome. Uh, also, I think they still have uh, free shipping over $35. So that's cool. That's a great deal. Yeah. So if you didn't get all your holiday shopping done on time... They are awesome. They can direct send to whoever you want. You don't even, like, don't even put your name on it. Just start sending spray the bitch away to people and let them guess. Exactly. (laughs) I also want to remind you guys to. Go help us out on our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash nerdy bitches. And we are again, we're working towards doing some live shows out in Southern California, which means I need to get out there. We're gonna go to Galaxy's <laughs> Edge. We got all sorts of cool shit planned, new equipment to to up on, whatever we need to do. We love having your support. We appreciate you guys so much. You've been amazing for, you know, the last two years or whatever it is that we've been doing this. Uh the the patreon not the account I, we've been doing this <laughs> for no no, long. no we're Two rolling years. up yeah. on our five-year anniversary which is insane to me that we're hitting five years but yeah we, we just appreciate you guys so much if you don't want to do a monthly thing you can actually go and use our paypal account um at contact us at nerdybitches.com and you know just send a one-time thing if you want to be partial to that heather's doing a match for galaxy's edge so whatever you guys send she's going to match towards the ticket to galaxy's edge so we we appreciate your support so much
0: yes we uh, certainly do so um thank you so much for listening and i guess we'll catch you next week all right see you guys Music provided by www.bensound.com. And please email feedback to contact us at nerdybitches.com.
1: I'd like to know who he smashed to get a son. Gross.